On the third Monday of February, Americans recognize and revere the office of the president. In modern times, that means waiting in bated breath for our current president to tweet something reckless, something that reinforces his particular brand of partisan division while also being egregiously self-congratulatory. You know, the good stuff. Officially, we're celebrating the birthday of George Washington, our first president. Depending on where you live, you may also be celebrating Abraham Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson's birthdays as well. In Arkansas, you're also celebrating Daisy Bates, the illustrious black newspaper publisher and civil rights activist who fought for integration in Little Rock in the 50s. I like that one in particular. Normally, we celebrate this day by marking down prices of mattresses and cars and the like. We at Irrational Passions have a different idea. Hi, my name is Jared Green. I'm editor at large for Rational Passions, and I have an important question for some of the editors of the site. Who is the president of video games? Let's find out. Alex O'Neill. Jared Green. Editor-in-chief of Rational Passions. That's what they call me. <laughs> That's what they call you. That's what um, the, the, the about me on the website says, probably. Yeah, it said, it said CEO for a, a limited time, and I went secretly deleted it when no one was looking. See, the, the funny thing about being a CEO is you have to actually be a head of a corporation. Yeah, we're not That's incorporated, technically, so uh, no CEO over here. It's a shame. Mm. Um, I would like to see what CEO Alex O'Neill looks like. Probably Chief, wears suits more often. Oh yeah, nothing but suit. But I don't wear suit pants. I just wear the suit tops. Just, a, just you just wear the jacket. <laughs> jacket and a button-up shirt and a tie. <laughs> that sounds right. But the tie is loose because that's my style. Right, because you're you're not too businessy. Chief exotic officer. No, now you're an exotic dancer. <laughs> CED. Cool. cool. You work at the cave on Saturdays. <laughs> The gentleman's good golden living. lounge. <laughs> you make a good living, a decent living. Did I ever tell you, take you to my favorite um, pit beef play, place in Baltimore? No. It's called Chaps Pit Beef, and it's literally in the parking lot of a gentleman's club, and across the street is a 24-hour porn store. Incredible. And I, I'm like, I just now realizing, man, like, I've never taken Jarrett here. That's exactly like, why I want to get pit beef. <laughs> yeah, is that right? And I'll tell you what, it's the best fucking pit beef you've ever had. There's lots of places in Baltimore to get pit beef. We're going there's next no, time. There's no point in getting pit beef anywhere else but that place. Every time Brant Ranch is in town, we go to Chaps. So there's All no right, excuse so why every time Jared Green is on town. Right. Next time I, I'm around, which sounds like it's worth taking a two-hour drive to go figure it's this worth place it, out. Let's go do this. Like, I might have to make myself around sometime soon. Excellent. All right, before that happens, uh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Who is the president of video games? President of video games. You proposed this question. I've been thinking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of answers in my head. I don't know how many okay. you wanted, but I've I've narrowed it down to at least one. <laughs> All right. Well, we can start there. Um, I'm, I'm talking about Big Boss. All right. Okay. And here's the thing. I don't know a lot about presidents. <laughs> just, in general, just in general anyone who knows me knows I am like extremely not politically minded and anytime mm-hmm. politics come up I don't talk about it mm-hmm. um, but I do know one thing people like presidents to have military backgrounds this is you know <laughs> this is true most presidents in fact every president with the exception of our current one has served <laughs> Either as a civil servant or in the military in some fashion. Yeah. And what better military background 
<laughs> then les enfants terribles. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe a man who would say was in too deep in the military was in a little bit too long and actively got overcooked (laughs) if you will i'm just saying no one understands what a a military-minded presidential president needs to be better than big boss and i'm not listen i understand george sears was actually the president and don't yes i was going to bring that up don't you dare think i didn't think about pitching george sears to you (laughs) (laughs) i was about to walk in here and be like solid this snake because i know the man can do the job (laughs) but i thought it'd be more fun to do big boss because solid snake just a clone of big boss right so you find that you need the real thing yeah okay whether it's so, like a half zombified half corpse in the back of a truck or not, you know? <laughs> Do you think Okay, so we'll start I, I I agree that if if we were if we were taking military service <laughs> as a prerequisite for presidential service <laughs> of video games. There is literally yeah. no better option than Big Boss. Mm-hmm. Now what? Mario is basically a soldier as well, but we'll get into that another day. That's true. He's been conscripted in what I think is a large scam Mm -hmm. by the Mushroom Kingdom. And it's really been exploited for decades. And no one's really thinking about it. Everyone thanks Mario for his work, but no one asks why Mario does it. It's not just for Peach. It can't be. It can't be. Not not, not in 2020. He loves the thrill of the kill. (laughs) He's just, he's really, it's a chase at this point. Yeah. He's just chasing the dragon of that first Goomba you stomped on. <laughs> they get easier every time. <laughs> Mary, so, maybe, maybe military background is not. <laughs> so what do we think? All right. So let's say, what kind of president do you think Big Boss is? Uh, I think Big Boss is probably very isolationist. And I mm-hmm. believe if I'm reaching deep, deep into the recesses of my high school world history class i think isolationist is a type of like b that is a thing yes okay uh i just want to throw it out there also this is related but unrelated big boss was born 1935 mm-hmm. in arlington virginia mm-hmm. bernie sanders was born in 1941 <laughs> Hmm. So, so anyone, the same generation. So anyone that says Big Boss is too old, he's only six years older than Bernie Sanders. And honestly, when I think Big Boss, I really own like the the one that makes the most sense. The the next logical step is Bernie Sanders. Yeah, they're clearly of of the cut from the same cloth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they both have a strong stance. I think and we're talking about we're talking about the big boss that makes it, not the yes, not the punished snake that doesn't. Yes, not okay. not venom snake, not the one we all think is big boss, but isn't. Although it is left ambiguous as to whether or not he survived at the end of Metal Gear. That is true because but I guess I think no what's one not dies. ambiguous is that <laughs> they are different people. They're different people for sure. Yeah, no uh, one dies. No one dies Metal in Metal Gear. If you thought that at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, Big Boss really died against that tombstone, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. He's actually, he got up 35 minutes after Snake left and just started walking around. Yeah. The nano machines got back and yeah. just whipped him back into shape. They kicked him up again. I mean, they brought him back from weird zombified state to that, to how he looked at the end of that. So I, I feel like it's not out of the possibility. That's true. 
Um, military ba- isolationist. I think he's got a strong sense of patriotism up until he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's a hard, <laughs> it's a sharp drop. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the core of Big Boss is a beautiful message, a beautiful dream of uniting the world and uniting mm-hmm. people, you know, and that's from the boss. The boss verified dead. I hate, I also hate yeah, to break yeah, it to people. Hate to see it. <laughs> the, the thing is, if she didn't die in that moment, it takes literally all the power out of that, so I refuse yeah, to Yeah, it removes <laughs> like the rest, like three games. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of the no games are matter. not as poignant, I think, without the death of the boss and the boss's children essentially being the, the carriers of, of her dream. Um, so I think, yeah, at the core of what Big Boss is offering here is a is a unification. I think right now, uh, in video games, mm-hmm. uh, if we're talking about the president of video games, mm-hmm. uh, over superseding Phil Spencer, the current president of video a- games, absolutely, uh, we're talking about continuing that that vision of of unifying, of of finding common ground, of maybe creating clone children. You know, all options are on the table, Jared. The, the things you do. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say, okay. I like, Was I like this what at. you were expecting. <laughs> I like where we're at here. Yeah. Big boss. Is, so not unlike the kind of presidents that um, we see, not just in today's world, across the world, mm-hmm. but in our history, he wants to unite the world, but with war. Yeah. What a great message. What a great message, dude. What if everybody, what if I can just build a nation full of people really good at shooting people? Yeah, but here's the thing. He wants to unite it with private war. True. (laughs) Yes. Not war for nations. War War because. Yeah, war because. Where soldiers can just be soldiers, you know? And what kind of, is there a better pain plane slogan than war because? (laughs) War war because. We're going to do it anyway, so why not just be honest about our motivations? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Big boss. 2020 war because and I'm just saying soldiers soldiers voters like Super Mario love Mm -hmm. war clearly Mm -hmm. true so I think Big Boss is going to get a lot of support from the working class I'm sold how do you think our foreign allies would appreciate Big Boss Um, in other video game lands uh, I don't know Uh, I would say like if if maybe other other cultures is (laughs) have their own presidencies so like the movie culture and all that i feel like mm. they would not be down with the kind of authoritarian stance that video games have suddenly dived into but then the the, the military the constant uh private green economy that we've we've uh, sunk ourselves into but then i would ask them to look at the top best-selling video games of the last uh decade and guess what 11 of them are call of duty so, that's true so if you so think, what did you expect yeah like if you think that the president of video games is not war man mr war <laughs> i hate to break it to you but here we are that's true i speak for the people Jarrett. you do alice o'neill you've convinced me <laughs> clearly the president of video games is big boss God, what a great president of video. Imagine if tomorrow, Jared, you saw the news post on IGN.com. <laughs> this, just in. Election. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> the election results are in. People are like, I didn't even know there was an election going on. And it says Big Boss is now the president of video games. Everyone would be united. And if they weren't, they would probably be deported. So <laughs> all other video games are deported and we're it's just war games. Mm-hmm. You, that's this is a solid pitch. Good. 
I I'm thought about it a lot. I, <laughs> George Sirius, get out of here. Get out of here. Who? Who? What kind of president's name is George anyway? <laughs> With a G, like a normal person. Yeah. What kind of asshole? Yeah, walking in here pretending like he's already the president. No, Big Boss deserves to be president. He, he was scorned by the Secretary of State, whoever that was, that he didn't shake hands with in that cutscene. <laughs> uh, and it's time to reclaim the video game White House for the people. Per- perfect. I'm on, I'm on more. Uh, he has my vote. Good. Mine too. Thank you, Alex. You're very welcome. <laughs> this is a great idea. Quentin Hoffman. Hello. Editor. Um, keeper of the Presents Feed. Presents mm-hmm. Feed Baron, if you will. Um, article reads Lord Duke Prince. Is that too much? No. Duke. Duke? You like uh, yeah, Duke? Yeah, because I'm not like the main guy, but I'm the side guy who gets shit done. You know what but I mean? you're definitely like a noble. Yeah. People pay taxes to you. Well, and no one pays me for the, the fee. Oh, no one pays I, you at all. Yeah, let's yeah, get no. that straight right yeah. now. There's no paychecks. No. I think Irrational Passions owes me like, I don't know, $80 for that feed. Uh, probably. Which is probably <laughs> something you can talk about. We can probably talk about that later. Yeah. Hopefully <clears> we can figure something out for that. Because that's like a thing we do now. So we can, we can probably... Yeah, we, we should talk that, about that. Probably do that under uh, some other account, I think. Yeah. Um, who is the president of video games? <clears throat> okay, here we go. Okay. 2020, it's a year of many different bold things happening. And Jerry, you know who I'm bringing to the table? Who's that? Fucking Little Mac. You want to talk about a guy <laughs> who gets <laughs> shit done. You know, okay. a guy who's going to fight for you. A guy who's going to fight for unions, healthcare, you know, dental, insurance, all the things that a fucking America needs. Okay. Little Mac is here for you. And guess what? Little Mac, he's been down before. He's like mm-hmm. goddamn Bernie Sanders. He's mm-hmm. been down. And guess what? Right now, he's ready for the spotlight. He's ready to kick ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, so, I have several questions. Yeah. Little Mac. Yeah. Uh, I think he's been sort of imprinted as a guy who's from some New Yorkish, North mm-hmm. Jersey, New Yorkish. A working was, class from working class stock, I imagine. Yeah. Um, when he was seventeen, decided he was going to start uh, boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Bronx. Yep. Uh, had the fortunate sort of turn of events to meet Doc Lewis, who put him on the right track and made him a champion. <clears throat> what exactly, besides his ability, his tenacious ability to fight? anything earn stars and uppercut his problems away do you think he has uh, to to turn that into something you know more progressive as a as a country as like a people i think what america needs right now is mm-hmm. a president who understands the working class mm-hmm. and i think that's what little mac represents he represents that blue collar like vibe of someone who's been down on their luck and mm-hmm. isn't tenacious enough to get back up 
You know, like, and I hate saying it, but like, pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Little Mac is that guy. He's got the tenacity for it. He will fight. He's always punching up, man. You know what I mean? With his that's uppercuts, true. he's, he's always, definitely always, always punching, punching up. up. Just and like the way the screen's oriented, he's literally punching up all up. the time. Yeah, and that's something that I don't think we see in a lot of candidates running in our Democratic primary right now. They're not punching up. You know what I mean? They're not mm-hmm. saying, fuck the bigger man. I'm fighting for you. That's what Little Mac represents. Okay. He he's what America needs. Do you think Little Mac does his own taxes? Uh, he evades taxes. He does not know what taxes are. Um, let's uh, change the conversation, please. <laughs> okay. Little Mac evades taxes, but like that's like still a person I would vote for. Do you mm-hmm. think Little Mac knows how to get health insurance? No, and that's something he's willing to change is because okay. he, in my mind, Little Mac's the guy who's been beaten down by the man so much and that health of, health insurance is not something that's been offered to him mm-hmm. because the system is so rigged and broken. Mm-hmm. And that's why when he's punching up, he's saying, hey, I want to fight for all the little guys who have been in my shoes and don't have insurance. And I want to make To help. be fair, he's a boxer. There and that's a he's a basically a freelancer. He's a, a cell phone business. Mm-hmm. He did, it's not like a, an employer is providing him healthcare. He had to find it himself. And it's like a and our American healthcare system is a web. He would never be able to. Not not exactly. not a guy like him. He never went to college. He didn't didn't know. I don't even know how literate maybe big a little Mac is. Like, is there any proof he can read books? I have no idea. I mean, he probably passed high school. You know what I mean? He like shit. He's. Working in the Bronx. He He started fighting at 17. Like, yeah. He's probably like, either he was fighting in high school and like graduated and just transitioned fully, or he left high school early. Like, there's no. What what is, yeah, what does year one to year 16 look like for Lil Mac? Year one to year 16. That would be a great, that's a great campaign story. That is. um, I think for like Lil Mac, he is like, like I said, he's fighting, like, he's falling through the cracks, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that he's forgotten about and trotted upon. Exactly. And that's kind of like his message is, hey, I know what it feels like to be forgotten by this country. And that's what he's fighting for is. And that's what he's going to try to fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so by providing insurance and making sure working class people have their rights, whether they're legal or illegal, um, mm-hmm. he's fighting for both sides. Um, mm-hmm. And he's going to fucking tax the shit out of the rich because, you know eat the rich you know what I mean um, fair and so that's his plan is make things just in this country and make things valid for people to live and be happy and just say blatantly outright fuck the rich you know what I mean they got too much money so you, so if you had to distill little Max campaign down to like a slogan or a phrase do you think it would be little Mac 2020 fuck the rich no, I'd be punching up. Punching up. Little Mac punching, 2020, 20, punching, punching up. up. Yeah. That is definitely a better t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Shit. We should put that on our fucking our merch site, Jarrett. Hmm. Do you think... Okay, so let's let's take this little... So let's say Little Mac wins an Iowa primary, the Iowa caucuses, right? Yeah. Of video games against... And, and Bowser's very upset because he, he had it all in the bag. He spent a lot of money in Iowa. He spent a lot of time canvassing. Um, kissing babies and shit, trying not hey, to light things on fire. Hey, Jared, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is Bowser a rat? Uh, Bowser is a dragon. Okay. 
um, something like a dragon. He has a turtle shell, which is weird, but he breathes fire and is large. So that sounds that feels more dragon than turtle to me. Not a rat, though. Okay. I'm just making so, sure. So you know what I mean? Let's, in, our, think, in our current political landscape. So here's a, uh, here's a good question. <clears throat> Pete Buttigieg, uh, Iraq veteran, possible CAA plant, maybe a Manchurian candidate. Who's, who can say? Versus Little Mac. Do you, who do you think will win in that fight? Fucking Little Mac. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> I'm little just Mac? saying if I flashed like the Queen of Spades and said the magic words... So Pete Buttigieg, does he turn into a killing machine? I don't know. Yes, he does. 100%. Are you fucking kidding me? So, like, is, is Little Mac ready for that kind of competition? Yeah, he's about to walk across that stage and beat that man's ass. Okay. All right. And well, Doc Lewis is like, yo. <laughs> Doc Lewis, he's in the back, like, raising his hands in a, a rhythmic fashion. Yeah. Wearing a bright pink sweater, which is mm-hmm. very confusing, but like then the whatever. paparazzi, Jarrett. Here's 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 the kicker: the paparazzi mm-hmm. are pla- are flashing their lights at the certain moments when Little Mac needs to punch him. So guess mm-hmm. what? He's got Pete Buttigieg in the bag. Okay, so you're saying that the the people, mm-hmm. so Pete, the 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 working men, the people, the operators, the camera operators, yeah. the the boon holders, the the light people, they all they all feel the. The, the little Mac message. They all they mm-hmm. all agree to to punch up. Yeah. And okay, I feel that. All right. You know what? I was I was shaky on this early, but I think you you, you brought me around. Clearly, little Mac is the president of video games. And you know what? Little Mac is gonna fucking dominate in that tri-state area during those primaries. New Hampshire in the back. New York, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. It's his. Oh, people. he definitely is gonna crush New York. Oh, or for he's sure. Not, at, the, at the very least, going to crush the Bronx. Oh, for sure. And the other thing about Little Mac, he's like, I don't want to say this, and you can edit this out. He's like, I don't know what ethnicity he is, so he can claim multiple and get those oh, no. votes. Little Mac so, is, ob- is absolutely Italian. Okay, I'm just making sure. He has to uh, be. Uh, Look at him. Let me, okay, I'm going to get Google up right now. Little and Mac. listen, that's a little racist, but yeah. whatever. But he could also swing like light skinned Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? He could maybe he could maybe be Puerto Rican. All right. So number that's, choice that's number one, Little Mac here. is probably he's probably Italian. His name is Little Mac. But mm-hmm. close number two could be Puerto Rican. Yeah. So very right. very like light skinned Puerto Rican. I all right. I'm back in. Well, this was illuminating. And I feel like this is, you know, this is a very, uh, it's a tight race. That's all I'm going to say. Quinn, thank you as always. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to come on your platform, sir, and speak Mm. the gospel of Little Mac and how he's going to whoop the other candidate's ass. Then on on the Iowa stage, he's going to look Pete Buttigieg in the eye and say, pal, I'm tired of your shit. And he's going to win that fucking primary. (laughs) What was the thing that, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Joe Biden said to what's his name in the in the debate in 2012. He like they went and shook hands and he was like, listen here, you little something. And yeah, it was like very I, not. It was very aggressive. Yeah, and this is 2012. Joe Biden. So nobody cared yet. Yeah. God, uh, Joe, what are you doing? All right. That's a long time ago. I'm not talking about Joe Biden anymore. All right. Yeah. 
Quinn, thank you. Thank you, sir. George Cruz, senior editor at rationalpassions.com. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I am living another day in the year 2020 where it is uh, almost impossible to not think about where we're going to be come November in terms of the leadership of this country <laughs> in the United States. It's um, what professionals may call a shit show. <laughs> Uh, it's what some non-professionals may call going through it as a nation. Yeah, fair. We're on one, some some might say. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of nations, who is the president of video games? Who is the president of video games? So, I'm going to say that the president of video games is Nathan Drake from the Uncharted franchise. Okay. So clearly, you have some explaining to do. Yes, I do. Uh, and you get he's a man I would never elect for anything. Oh, exactly. That's the point. Um, so I'll I'll start by saying my my relationship is with the presidency, like the concept of the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I am brown. I am Latino. I was born to two immigrants who were uh, came over here. Uh, my mother was pregnant with me by that point, and I already had two older brothers who were, uh, again, this is going to be very honest very quickly, uh, who were in the country where my parents are from. Uh, so they can't come over here without, you know, either some Byzantine arcane immigration system or just crossing the border. Um, and so for me, the presidency and being in the United States, even though I am a citizen of the United States, my mother is on temporary protected status. So she's not really, and we're currently going through that citizenship process. Um, but having, having the people who are like my family, People who, for the longest time when I grew up in Chicago, before I came to Nebraska, where I live now, uh, this suburb of Chicago, was there's a lot more people like me. When I moved to Nebraska, I was astounded by how much white people were there around me and just the middle classness of it all when I moved in. The, the reason I think, and I've been doing this a lot, reflecting on the opportunities. I have graduated college. I have paid off my student loan debt like at the age of 26. I have no debt anymore unless I decide to go get a graduate degree or whatever the fuck. Um, all this happened because I, I moved to Nebraska. I moved to a neighborhood that was very middle class, over overwhelmingly white. Um, and the oppor- opportunity was more there. When I grew up in my suburb of Cicero, Illinois, uh, there was a lot of people like me and I had no prospects. There was like nothing. I didn't know what... Uh, and part of that is feeling like an outsider, even though I was born here. Uh, so, like, when you when you have, like, people who are your family are either the undocu- who are undocumented, sort of referred to as illegal, or, you know, you just feel like an outsider to it all for the longest time. Uh, and so the presidency was weird because I'm like, the president, if, if, if most of the people I know are not really counted as part of this country that they're just here then obviously the president of the united states doesn't really speak for my people um and in my lifetime let's see i when i was a child i had it was bill clinton uh george w bush uh and then barack obama and now donald trump um and so and in, the, and in that time where i was able to make a decision on who would be the president of the united states i w- i just turned of the age when the two 
No, I, I must have missed the 2008 election. Yes, I must have missed 2008. So it was when it was when it was time to get reelected. When it was Mitt Romney and Barack Obama, I was so not was 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2012. I had no. I was not like you know had my. I did not have my finger against the against the door on like what's happening. Like I, I had no idea what was happening, but I was going to vote for Barack Obama because at that point, well, it was Barack Obama, and I wanted to see a black man as president. And that was pretty much it, and. You know, the, you and a lot of people agree. Yes, and the and the the surface message, right? Like when a lot of the re, like a lot of reason people why so many candidates can spend that money for media buys because some folks just aren't at all. They they don't do any research and they just whatever surface information is with them when it's time for them to make a decision that may, maybe they'll go that way. Maybe they remember your advertisement. Maybe they remember this one thing. Um, and the flavoring, the the banal milkshake flavor of the Obama campaign, I liked, right? Like, I, I, I can't tell you what the issues that he was, what were the issues in the country were in 2012? I had no idea. We just came out of the, the fucking housing crisis and all this shit. Um, and even when the housing crisis happened, it was my history teacher who was like, he was telling us like, folks, remember where you are right now because... Uh, this is a, this is this is gonna be a moment in your lives, uh, and I was in junior high at that point. Um, so so I had no idea. Um, all this is to say that I think that Nathan Drake, to me, uh, and for the longest part of my life, uh, what I thought of the presidency was a very professional-looking, very put-together very powerful white guy who is very popular with a, a set of people. Again, I had no idea. I, I, I assumed everyone like George Bush back when I was a kid. I don't fucking know. He's a president. I don't know. We're at war. Fucking whatever. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't know what the, 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 I don't know what the issues were that were fighting, like what Democrats and Republicans were fighting. I had no idea. We were again, because again, to me, at, when I was a child, when I was fucking pl- watching SpongeBob SquarePants and I went to school and I was like, what the fuck? I just assumed that, oh, well, I guess, they all like him. I don't. I don't know. I, I can't. But my parents get. He's vote. the president. So people. He's like the president. Him. And so, and I, in with Nathan Drake, like I, I love Naughty Dog, uh, but I've never understood the fascination with Uncharted. And uh, at very be- at the most uh, positive, I can be like, yeah, that was that was okay. Um, but overall, I'm like, I don't get why this is the franchise. I don't get why the la- once the Last of Us happens, like, okay. I get it. Like these are these are one of the best developers in our industry. They are sort of leading forward what what's happening. Like them and like sort of like CG Project Red right now. I'm, I'm trying to think who else would be like these sort of. I, at one point it was Bethesda, and one point it was Rockstar. But yeah, I was gonna say depending on what part of the discourse you are, Rockstar. Yeah, but now Rockstar, it's more like they're probably I, they're probably gonna make a new online client for Grand Theft Auto to keep that money train growing. And Bethesda, who fucking knows where they're at right now. Um, so at the time for the longest time and apart from, we've had more Uncharted than Last of Us in this. So even Uncharted 4, people were like, oh, what are the best games of this generation? I'm like, I don't, okay. Um, and so that's why I say Nathan Drake is the president or the ideal president for me as a, someone who historically a very enthusiastic white guy, uh, who I would say Maybe Nathan Drake would make the Iraq War happen. Maybe <laughs> uh, I, I would. I would. I would uh, say definitely. Um, I think 
I've been on the same wavelength as far as the sort of mid milk toastness of uh, of Uncharted for a while. I, 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 like you, don't really understand. But in, in reality, I think I do understand. Nathan Drake is a super approachable, very charismatic, like yeah. very generic ass dude who's allowed to get away with lots of things. That mm-hmm. and, and on the surface level, that's all great. Well, under any scrutiny at all, it's completely unravels, which sounds like right. a president to me. Um, they get elected thanks to being buoyed by so many different institutions that are uh, that have sort of fine-tuned the ability to uh, get the masses thinking about one or two things and not the rest of the things. Correct. And you can make an entire career off of that. And yes. it seems like our boy Nathan Drake has done something similar. Yes, I agree. That's, that's exactly the same wavelength. That's where I approached this. So, I think we both... What kind of president do you think Nathan Drake would make? Like... Do you think he'd be like a four year, an eight year? Do you, what kind of what what would be his big sort of like accomplishments? I think again, and it's weird for me. I haven't gone back in the history books and see what what was that. What was the reelection of George Bush like? Did we realize at that point what the fuck are we doing over there with this war? We're wasting. We're just fucking hanging out. Fucking two thousand four. I'm not sure we were there yet because I think exactly. We had, we had so just, um, moved to Afghanistan. And uh-huh. by 2003 or four, we had just gotten Saddam Hussein. And uh, in 2004, I would imagine the country maybe reelected him because he's the guy who got us through 9-11. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, you got and the, uh, the Giuliani push. So that's also like, I, I, I think Nathan Drake would be an eight term. Like he's, I don't think Nathan Drake, Nathan Drake might have done in his presidency, his first term may have done some really bad shit, but it is for some reason it was shit that okay. What when was Nathan Drake? I guess popular around two thousand eight, two thousand eleven. Did any of us really care about using the term "savage" in video games back in twenty eleven? Did any of us care how represent the representation of women like Mortal Kombat twenty Mortal Kombat re released in two thousand eleven when Uncharted three came out and boy howdy check out the outfits in that video game um there's there has been no more dramatic glow up than like it wouldn't have been until like a year or two later where we right like it wouldn't be like a year or two later where we see some like uh again like she she's still out there covering a lot of other media nowadays anita sarkeesian would launch her series and ask us to sit back and like Hey, actually think about this for a hot second. Like, stick with me. Just stick with me here for a hot minute. And I'm not saying it's all thanks to her, but for me, that was, for me personally, that was one of the watershed moments where like, that is kind of fucked up, huh? That's weird. And I don't think in, back in the early aughts, I think we were very much America, fuck yeah. And George Bush at least got us through the thing. Um, And so I feel like Nathan Drake, if Nathan Drake did anything bad in his first term, it would have been washed over because he is Nathan Drake and he's such a, I love this guy. He's like America. He's like all of us, right? He's every man. Um, yeah. His wife always nags him that he, maybe he should have done that. She has interviews like, I don't know if my husband should have done that, but I support him. <laughs> <laughs> and really Nathan Drake just wants to get a beer with the bros. He doesn't really have to answer for these things. Like who's asking these questions anyway? Like yes, what exactly. kind of person are you to ask these questions? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So if if we had to boil his his campaign down to a slogan, 
you think oh, there's like a, fuck. a very a very uh, neat and tidy slogan for Man, the, this is hard. the campaign of Nathan Drake? This is very hard. Um fuck man i'm trying to think like what i guess every i guess most of the pre- did george bush have a slogan um I'm, at least the first year i don't think i remember or the first election i don't think i remember the second one i think the second yeah. one was like it's fucking george bush dog like who you're gonna what are you gonna yeah uh, you gotta elect john Kerry, you idiot <laughs> again and i don't even know again i don't even know what people thought of john Kerry at the time i think Looking back on it, he seems rather safe, I guess. Mm-hmm. He seems like if Joe Biden was maybe going up against Donald Trump, I, I don't know. But um, this is just me coming off the dome. Again, I should probably look into this at some point. Um, man, I don't think I can come up with a, a punchy slogan right now without That's thinking of it. I feel like he'd at least be, it'd just be, it'd be a silhouette of him wearing like a dirty Oh, absolutely. Shirt, like swinging on a rope or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> well... I, I definitely think there's there's a through line between the kind of people we as a culture sort of accept as good without sort of critique and Nathan Drake fits that mold. He is the he's the new Indiana yes. Jones, except we used to look at Indiana Jones as a a colorful person with lots of different sort of interpretations where like the first two movies especially or movies that sort of identify Indiana Jones as a person who isn't necessarily just good. And Nathan Drake, as a permutation of that sort of adventurer, uh, possible colonizer idea, is that but removed, but any of the critique is removed. And that sounds like the twenty, the, the, the post-2000 that I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George, thank you for finding the, the heart of the matter. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to be uh, one of Irrational Passion's uh, expert political correspondents. Uh, yes. uh, yeah, thank yep. you, Jared. You got a, you got an election to cover back in the future. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I'm on my way to Nevada now. Goodbye. <laughs> to be completely missed a mark do you have a better answer for who the president of video games is tweet us at irrational pod and tell us what you think if you have other burning questions you need the irrational passions crew to answer that's a good place to send those to for alex and george and quentin i'm jared and thank you for listening